<laughs> no, that's a perfect quote because this is all homework for you and there's no teacher. There's no professor, whatever you want to say. There's You are the only, you can't lie. Oh, I made this much money. You're not helping yourself. Welcome to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and You. We are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts, we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement because at 303 and You, we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning! Hello everybody and welcome back to Learn With Us. Today we are going over Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad's Guide to Becoming Rich Without Cutting Up Your Credit Card. If you're joining us in the book, we're reading up till the end of chapter one. Well, we're going to go over up till the end of chapter one. Either way, you could read or <laughs> we're going to be going over all the way up till the end. Where are we going to even start this? I'm excited for this book. It's I liked it so far. Have you? Yeah, plus I like Robert Kiyosaki, so I'm, I'm definitely invested in what I'm going to learn from this. The first chapter, basically to sum it up, it's he explains what this book is about. And it's, this book isn't about getting rich quickly and it's not about getting rich slowly. It's about the price of getting rich, which I thought was really interesting thought. Like if you actually think about what people have to give up to be rich. That was the whole basis of the book that we did, Retire Before Mom and Dad, was that you can retire tomorrow if you want to just live in a one-bedroom shack in the middle of nowhere, but that's the price is what do you have to give up? It says most everybody wants to get rich, but the problem is only a few people are willing to pay the price. And then I liked the statistics they did. There was findings from the U.S. Department of Health and Education and Welfare. They tracked people from the age of 20 to 65. And by age 65, per 100 people, 1% was wealthy, 4% were well-off, 5% were still working because they had to, 54% were living on family or government support, and 36% were dead. I wish we could have an updated, I don't even know what year this book is, but I bet you with COVID and everything else that that's even worse now. I think it's 1997, but don't don't trust me on that. That's I think that's what he said because he talks about that he wrote this book during Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show came out. Oh, that. Year. And I think it's around that time. But I also point wanted to point out that 35 percent of the wealthy one percent inherited their wealth. That's amazing. Yeah, you work your whole life just to give it to your kids. He goes on in the book to say that most people squander that away because it was given to them. They didn't learn how to handle the price of the money, as you say. I think it's funny. He talks about the different ways to become rich. You can win the lottery, and you can win on a game show, which is possible, but not very likely. You can rob. You can cheat and lie. Yeah. <laughs> or you can marry a millionaire. He literally tells that story about his buddy. I couldn't even believe it. He yeah. says he still doesn't like him till this day. No, yeah. doesn't yeah. trust him. Yeah, he uh, he got his wealth by purposely marrying someone who was wealthy. Like that was in the criteria. <laughs> check, check. Can you that. imagine? Like, <laughs> this girl's perfect. Hey, how much does your dad have? Oh, sorry. So, what exactly do we, do they mean by the price? Well, I like the he gives a good example. He says. Says using a different example, what if I said I wish I had the body like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Well, the first thing most of you would say to me is put on your running shoes, do five miles a day, go to the gym for three hours a day, and stop stuffing your face with pizza. 
To which I would say, well, is there another way to have a body like Arnold's? This is what I mean by the price. Millions of people would like to have a great body, but few people are willing to pay the price. So it's like saying, oh, man, I want to be rich. Okay, so what are you doing to get rich? Nothing. Yeah, he says everybody would wants to be rich, but everybody would prefer to have a rich uncle that just paid for their American Express credit card with no limit, which, I, I mean, I, I would love that. I was thinking about becoming that uncle. That'd be sweet. Who wouldn't love that? <laughs> Makes a point to say that you should always be learning and that you should be signing up for free seminars, that that's how he started. That's how he made his millions was going to a seminar. I really like that he kept pointing out that his friend got absolutely nothing from that whole course and it's because he went in there from the beginning saying this course is absolutely worthless and Roberts turned around and made millions off that same exact course right? because of his attitude well it's, I find it weird that he said that his friend didn't get anything from the course because he was too smart and that Robert was naive and just followed, followed the directions that he was told He's meaning smart as in he already knew everything. He didn't right. need to learn anymore. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Not like he was educated. He didn't say he was educated. He said smart on purpose to say that he already knew everything. And he says, in this book, I discuss the price of becoming rich without being cheap, immoral, crooked, or needing to marry a rich person. You will learn how to be rich and still enjoy a very rich lifestyle, but there is a price. And as my rich dad often said to me, the price of something is not always measured in money. I share the answers and the price that I paid. If you don't like my answers or my rich dad's answers, remember there's more than one way to become rich. There will always be a new lottery and game show that asks the question, who wants to be a millionaire? That's cheesy. Sorry. No offense, Robert. My favorite quote he keeps saying so far is that if you if you act poor, you'll stay poor. Or I know that's not exactly how he says it, but it's the idea is that if you live a poor life, even if you have a million dollars, you'll never be able to spend it because you've trained yourself to live so poor that you can't ever stop, no matter what happens to you in life. I mean, that's really mind-boggling. Right? You always got to be, like he said, willing to learn because now you've got the money. you got to learn how to spend it the right way. Yeah, he says you can become rich by being cheap, but the problem is even though you're rich, you're still cheap. <laughs> it makes no sense to me to live cheap and die rich. <laughs> and then have your kids spend your your life savings after the funeral. It says, how many times and how often do people fight over money and... Wait, where is it? Instead of enjoying their parents' inheritance, they often fought over the money and spent it all soon after they got their hands on what they called their fair share. That part hit with me. I know when I have family members who have passed away and there's still issues some that go on between some family members all because of money. It's just ridiculous. I was just going to say that, but it will almost destroy your family if you think about it. If someone leaves someone something that's a little more expensive, but it's because they loved it or whatever the reason was, and now everybody's like hating on them. Like, why'd you get the house? Well, he's the only one that actually cared about it. Like, but it will cause a whole war. And that wasn't ever the intention. There was a bigger price. Can everyone be rich? <laughs> For sure. Why can't we? The price is different for different people. The only people who think life should be easy are lazy people. Oh, I like how he points out that everybody comes into this world with a unique gift or talent. But that also comes with a price, too. So you might be a good singer, but you're going to be horrible at math. You also have to develop the talent, which comes with a price of your Dedication. time. Yeah. 
which I think is a lot to do with it. I, I mean, he hasn't really answered it yet, but I feel like a lot of the price that you pay is time. But I could be wrong. Oh, for sure. That's why seminars, he says that they teach you from people's mistakes. So he's already saying that you can get ahead of everyone from these seminars, learning from them. One of my favorite parts was where he's talking about how you have to have a price to be able to have a stable job. So that's why people always are willing not to start their own company or their own plan is that because you're guaranteed a paycheck every day. So that's the price of having guaranteed pay is that you're never allowed to be your own boss. Yeah, it says people who seek security over freedom pay more in taxes. That is why people who have safe, secure jobs pay more in taxes than people who own the business and provide the jobs. Oh, so your time's even being taken from you mm-hmm. in taxes. For most people, the price of security is personal freedom. And without freedom, many people spend their lives working for money rather than living out their dreams. It says you don't have to, but that's the thing. Is that he points out that most people only have one or the other, security or freedom, but you can have both. So how much are you willing to give up now? Oh, he has that really cool story about his summer. He had to give up his summer vacation so that he could go into 11th grade. And I was like, that's a great example, thinking about the price of, well, he could have had an awesome summer. He's a teenager, could have had the best summer ever. But he chose that this is now going to cost me more, so I need to do this, pay my bill, and get out of this. I like how he points out that we all have to pay a price anyways. We pay a price even if we don't pay the price, which he says it's like Newton's law. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. No, that's the, I don't want to say the dumbest, but the simplest way to say it is that whatever you do, there's going to be an action. Like if you push a boulder down a hill, it's going to roll down and break things. So if you give someone a bunch of money and then they go and hurt themselves with it that is because of you like you did that right and the whole point that he points out is it's important because if you don't pay twice the price you'll never get what you want anyways if you don't pay twice the price you do not get what you paid for in the first place people who pay the price for only security may never really feel secure like in job security a person may have a false sense of security but they never really feel secure I mean, think about it. Every day you are kind of worried. Is is this the day my boss is going to walk in? But if you're your own boss, you never have to worry about that. So that's the price you're paying for not taking the risk. Right. But everybody has different challenges because everybody reacts differently to different situations. Like he points out somebody's going to jump at a snake and somebody's going to say, oh, yay, and pick it up and play with it. There really isn't a better example than that. That you could look at one thing and be terrified Or someone else is going to look at that and say, I can't wait. I like how he points out that there's two sides to everything. Like if you were trying to be a good detective, not only would you need to be honest, moral, and have high integrity, but you also need to be able to think like a crook or someone who is immoral and unlawful. That's hilarious to think about. Like the perfect detective really is almost evil. (laughs) He has to be. Like it's the only way he could make it that far is that he would be that person if he chose that path the whole point of why we're even reading this book is the credit cards what what's he say about them well he says that a lot of people tell you just to cut them up because they're they're bad but that's not what rich dad says if anybody tells you that they must be poor because any person who i know who is significant in their financial 
career or path or whatever you want to call it tells me the exact opposite. No matter what, pay it off, put it away. And utilize it. That's the biggest deal is utilize them. They're, if you know how to use them, they're very helpful, which is what he says is the problem is not the credit cards. It is the lack of financial literacy of the person holding the credit card that is the problem. Getting financially literate is part of the price you need to pay to become rich. I find that amazing because he's, you're saying that if you just cut up your credit card, you're not only just physically cutting it up, but you're cutting off yourself from ever being able to accept that knowledge or learn that knowledge. That's the biggest price ever. One thing I feel like we skipped over was, was the money in the bank, how that's almost wasted money because people my whole life have always told me, you need to have at least like this amount of money in the bank, but that's literally being wasted. Because if you had that invested, it's going positive. But in the bank, it's getting hit by, what was it, interest? Inflation. Inflation. And it's a good point, too, that most people think that it's a safe investment to put your money in a savings account, which it is. But you lower your return on the investment by doing so. So basically, you are putting it in there for security, and you're willing to take less interest for that safety, which is a good point. That's the cost, as he keeps saying, the cost of not putting it to work where you could lose it, but you could also double your money. But keeping it in the bank, you're going to do nothing, but you're guaranteed to have it. He says it's relatively easy to get to a 20% to 50% return without paying a lot in taxes or using money of your own money if you know what you're doing and still have security. Always remember that everything has a price and the price is not always measured in money. So I think he's, ta he's talking about learning how he learned about um, low-risk investments and very high returns, which, again, it's learning, it's knowledge, it's, it's a price you're willing to pay. It's instead of me playing Fortnite, I need to take a class on how to invest. I think that's going to do it for this week. Come back next week for Chapter 2, What is the Price of a Mistake? has a cute little quote. Maybe more than Chapter 2. We'll see how long it takes. Sometimes we can get a couple in. I like this quote. It says, my banker has never asked me for my report card. And that's from Rich Dad. <laughs> no, that's a perfect quote because this is all homework for you. And there's no teacher. There's no professor, whatever you want to say. There's, you are the only, you can't lie. Oh, I made this much money. You're not helping yourself. <laughs> no. And even though we haven't gotten deep into it yet, I feel like everything that we're going to learn is something that you probably wouldn't have learned in elementary or middle school anyways no that's one of my favorite parts from robert is that he likes to teach but nothing conventional he's even started whole schools and everything he's he's a good teacher is all i'm saying but as someone was saying from work this today was he likes to hide the information he's not very straightforward no he makes you do the work again <laughs> oh that's true nothing's free <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect sense all right everybody see you next week have a good one. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303andU at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. 
We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning.